Hi, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And today we've got a very interesting guest. Um, she is an expert, and I mean expert in the truest sense of the word, on you know, managing stress. <laughs> I mean, and, and she comes at this from a couple of different, very provocative uh, perspectives. Uh, Holly Duckworth is a uh, contributor to the New York Times, and she's got a, 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 a fascinating podcast. It's called the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but she's also a... Um, kind of a co-conspirator of sorts uh, with me in, uh, in an organization called the C-Suite Network. And she is the uh, chair of the Mindfulness and Leadership Council within that network. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as well uh, as, we, as we go into the conversation here. So Holly, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm taking you on the road. Nobody's, nobody's called me interesting, provocative, and a co-conspirator before. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm a trained professional. Don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you, you teach mindfulness, I, I, it is an interesting algorithm, mashup, alchemy of, of all of, all of these, these things, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's, and just speaking, I've got a, a formal question that I want to ask you, but yeah, just the, the, the notion of mindfulness, for the you know, for sake of folks listening, um, how do you differentiate mindfulness from meditation? Because in my experience, a lot of people will conflate the two. And, and, and also in my experience, they are fundamentally different. So, you know, what's your take on how mindfulness uh, actually plays out? Well, Blaine, I'm looking forward to exploring this, this together. Um, let's go back to go forward. First of all, I think we got to start by framing up mindfulness because mm -hmm. that might, might help your listeners just a little bit. So first of all, you, Mindfulness is one of those words that's a little confusing for folks right now because there's not really one agreed upon definition. There's, there's a lot of definitions that kind of all take us on a path yeah. to get us to kind of sort of the same place. Uh, mindfulness as the most easy to digest definition is it's the practice of being fully present in the moment without judgment. And that definition is loosely framed around the definition by John Kabat-Zinn, who is the founder of the mm -hmm. Mindfulness Based Stress Reduction Institute. So I just like to frame up your question with, with that a little bit as the background. So mindfulness is about the present moment. Uh, and your question is definitely on my FAQ sheet that I get, get asked a lot. So I know what mindfulness is. I think I know what meditation is. What, what makes them the same, same, and what makes them different, different? It's, it's that sense of personal choice and preference. So in mindfulness, there actually is a formal practice of mindfulness meditation. That would mm -hmm. be what you might, your listeners may be familiar with, you know, sitting on a, on a you know, meditation pillow, doing a formal practice. And then there's what I tend to focus on, which I call applied mindfulness. These are practices that can be done in, in two to five minutes periodically throughout the day. So what's the difference between mindfulness and meditation? <laughs> Just like like sports, you use the word sports and you get soccer and basketball and sport, you know, all the different sports. Meditation tends to be kind of a uh, mindfulness is the overall umbrella that will include meditation as one particular practice. Meditation can be a practice to be in the present moment or maybe a practice just to open to the spirit that you are, open to the soul that you are. 
uh, may include a lot of different types of things. So they, they often get overlapped. I have to, I have to meditate to be mindful. And while that may work for some people, that's not necessarily the only way to be, to be mindful. Long yeah. answer to a short question. Well, no, I, I, it's a complex question because you know, I've, I've wrestled with this in some of the uh, summits that I've uh, yeah, spoken at uh, around mindfulness. And <clears throat> I, I guess where it comes down to for me in, in, in part is it's about intent. You know? And like you said, I can meditate to you know, you know, quiet the mind so that I can access spirit or spirit can access me, however you want to work at that. Or it can be a, you know, a, a focus practice. You know, am I fully present in what I'm doing right now? Whatever that doingness may be. Uh, whether I'm doing dishes, can I mindfully attend to the doing of dishes as an example? Um, and that brings you know, me into the present moment. And that's where I think the power of mindfulness is, is it brings me into the, power, you know, into the present moment. And as a consequence, and this kind of goes back into the, some of the work that you do, when I'm in the present moment, it's almost impossible to be stressed. Yeah, and, and again, I'm just kind of speaking from my own experience because in the moment, there's no worry, there's no regret, there's not a past future you know, dichotomy. I'm just here now. And partly you mentioned it's without the absence or it's with the absence of judgment. It's with you know, the absence of comparison, you know, that sort of a thing that comes into play. And as we look at what's going on in the world today, uh, this gets to be an interesting, uh, I think, resource that people can avail themselves of, particularly business leaders. You know, as, as we look at you know, emerging from the pandemic and whatever form that emergence takes, you know, how do we stay present to the opportunities that uh, you know, you know, may be appearing without going to the past and saying it has to be the way it used to be. And I think a mindfulness practice can assist in that. Yeah. So that's, that's just kind of my thinking. I'd love your take on that. Well, Blaine, I, I like your, your thoughts on that. And, and I often say one of the, the early tools in becoming mindful is practicing that uh, not only the presence of being in this present moment, but staying, staying in a place of curiosity and discovery in that. So um, I utilize questions often as a, as a gateway to bring people into their mindful practice. So one place to start as a business owner right now is with the question, how am I being in the doing? You use uh -huh. the exam example of, of the, the washing the dishes, but I think as business owners in this state of transformation, this is an exciting time as mindful practitioners, mindful leaders and business owners to ask the question, how am I going to be in the reemergence? Because you're going to set the energetic resonance for how your employees are going to emerge in that. So if you're in a state of panic, stress, and overwhelm, it's more likely that you're going to set that energetic resonance for stressful, overwhelmed, nervous, anxious people coming back into your business. So at this time, how do we, we stay in that? I, I'm, I'm finding that an invitation to think about reemergence instead of a flip switch on or off it's a uh -huh. dimmer, dimmer switch. And I, yeah. I, I caution that, that that visual that also gives us some grace that the light may come 
more on and it may go a little less on and a little more on, but it gives us the, the flexibility to say, I'm going to be as kind as I can be in this moment. I can be as present in this moment and, and honor your feelings. There's going to be times when you jump in the elevator to go to the 12th floor, you, you may be a little nervous, but there's also going to be that time you jump in the elevator and you're like, oh, thank goodness, I'm, I'm back, back to work. And there's no, there's no judgment about the goodness or the rightness or the wrongness. It just is what it is in that moment, in that experience, as we transform through this time of possibility. Yeah, that's, and you know, it's, <clears throat> the, the title of this podcast, obviously, is The Soul of Business uh, with Blaine Bartlett. So in my experience, again, and, uh, and that's my reference here, is it's difficult for me to access soul or it's difficult for me to hear the voice of soul. Uh, or spirit or whatever appellation I want to use there when the cacophony in my mind is is <laughs> is running full tilt uh, of all the noise that's going on so from a mindfulness perspective um, I'm, I'm just thinking here about how we access as business leaders how we access and continue to bring access to the soul of the business yeah and, and to the point that you were just making yeah if I'm coming in you know, with my hair on fire, yeah, emotion is contagious. Uh, it's, 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 you know, <laughs> if we think that the COVID-19 virus is contagious, emotion is probably triply as contagious as something like a virus. Yeah, we pick it up right now. Yeah. So as a leader, I need to be able to kind of come into a state of equanimity, a state of some sort of equilibrium here where uh, the contagion is held at bay in terms of you know going in a direction I don't want to go, but I also can bring in something that is a lot more uh, generative, and that's for me what the, the the practice of mindfulness can enable is that yeah you know, being more generative in my life as well as in my business because I have access to soul at that point. Oh my gosh, Blaine, there's so much that we, we can unpack. You just said so many, so many great things. You know, uh, the, the, first, the first light for me was you used, used a word that, that, that I lovingly unpack, which is the idea of it's difficult for, for me to do this. And I, I know from my work with coaching clients, you know, it's done unto us as we believe. So I, mm -hmm. I would invite listeners to the show right now that as you're exploring your 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 reboot it may be going back it may be pivoting it may be totally new thing however that looks for you that that when you think about you bring about so if you're accidentally using the word this is going to be difficult this is going to be hard this is going to be overwhelming that that starting from that mindful be here now place that says i i i honor and accept what's happening here but i'm going to mindfully choose each moment to be easeful to be effortless, to be open to possibilities, to flow with what is, may, may help you set that difficult aside and, and walk with, with faith and joy and ease forward. So that, that's the first thing. When you think about, you bring about. So maybe at this time, we, we support each other in teams around our words. When we accidentally say, oh, I'm overwhelmed, like, like honor it, let yourself be in the difficult, but then say, is that really what I want to have happen? Or do I want to have something else? And using, I, I have a little strategy I use. I, I take the negative word and I, sometimes I just can't even think about what I want to have happen. You know, oh my gosh, it's so difficult. Crap, I don't want difficult. Okay, what's a D word that's positive? I want it to be delightful. 
So then I'll use that difficult. And every time I feel myself saying, this is difficult, like, wait a second, this is delightful. This is delightful. So that's a, a little way to think about how can we frame our words so what we think about, we bring about, and that's a positive thing. Uh, you, you asked us a question and we, we kind of got there and then we, you and I are in such a, such a flow ourselves. But your, your question, you said, Holly, we've got to, we've got to talk about what is like, we got to go back to what is the soul of business? Like, yeah. what, you, um, and then, then the other question, which is how do we access soul? And um, for me, I come at mindfulness from a place that, that honors all paths to the good that we are um, in this present moment. So Allah, Buddha, Yahweh, mountaintop, rock, tree, plant, like, like the soul is that place that connects you to the good that you are. So how we access that soul may be different for each and every one of us, but I do believe that the accessing of that soul mindfully comes from quieting your mind, quieting your heart, quieting and centering your energy to a space where you can be, be in that alignment place with the wisdom that is uniquely yours to know at any one, one time. And so I think that comes again right now in a time of the perception of unsettledness, that going back to the, this knowingness and this acceptingness that there's, there's a, a universe, a good, a spirit uh, that, that's, that's here for us and not against us. And I know in and this transformative 2020 year, on some level, we, we might have even brought this on ourselves because we all smiled at the beginning of the year and we said, 2020 is the year of clear vision, clear vision. Well, what do we have to have to create the experience of clear vision? We have to have, have messy vision or, 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 or unclear vision. Mm -hmm. And so this is a time for us to, to practice without judgment, the acceptance of, of this is what it is. And I know that there's, there's a mindful right now moment that's here for me and not against me. And I'm going to, going to flip that fear and then use my strategy. Instead of fear, I'm going to think faith or fun or fantastic and move gently through this process. And I, I know we live in a world like in my everyday mindfulness book, the, the opening line I wrote in 2018, we live in a world of bigger, better, faster, and more. But does it have to be that way? And that perhaps this, this pre-experience was our collective uprising saying we just can't we can't do business this way anymore we can't do schools this way anymore we can't do do all of the the gunk and and maybe we needed this time of centering and focus to the degree that we're able to to let that still small voice within us emerge and now we get to kind of turn that dimmer switch to a place of you know difficult becomes easy we we can use our head but connect to our soul to drive our businesses and walk forward in a place of faith. Yeah, uh, and I love what you're you know, speaking to there. Um, you know, the, the, the notion of this is happening for me, not to me, comes to mind. I mean, all of this. Uh, and then the idea of, uh, you know, with every great perturbation, there is great opportunity on the other end. You know, you know, there is no inside without an outside. There's no up without a down. So there's no catastrophe without, you know, uplift on the other side of that. So uh, as a business leader, I want to be able to look at, you know, it may be catastrophic in many, many ways, but what's the opportunity for reinvention? What's the opportunity? And I can't really appreciate, or, you know, in Robert Heinlein's word here, I, you know, I'm a stranger in a strange land. I can't grok the opportunity unless I'm actually quieting myself down to appreciate what I have in front of me. 
Opportunity is in the present. It's not in the future. It's not in the past. And, and yeah, the way that you're you know positioning this, I, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, uh, you're, you're talking about, in, in part, an ontological design you know, formula where how do I design my environment, which includes my thinking, to have the experience that I want to have. I have control of my thoughts, you know, to your point. Uh, it can be doom and gloom, which is a downward energetic spiral, or it can be an uplifting conversation that I have with myself, and then my word is made manifest in the external world. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting dynamic, yeah, because my word is, is always made manifest. And I say word not in the sense of, you know, actual talk. My inner talking, what's inside is outside. Yeah, yeah that, well, that sort of approach. This is an interesting time as business owners too. Let's take a take a simple example, and I'll and I'll tell a personal story with it. You know, we're all familiar with that concept of you know you go to the restaurant and you order chicken tacos, and you set the expectancy, the expectation, the energetic knowingness that chicken tacos are going to come to your plate right away. Well, that same thought process, that same belief, that same action could also be utilized in your business environment. And don't just take my word for it, try it yourself. One thing that I did when I first started my business, and this was really as I was just, just truly learning about these principles, but before was um, I sat down and this is a great time to do it. Pull out your, your contract, whatever your document is that you're using right now to, to write business and stand in that time of quiet and ask, ask yourself, you know, who do you want to serve? And some of that might be head stuff. I want to, I want to work with this big company. Some of it might be heart stuff. How, who does, to the spirit as you want you to, to serve and write out those contracts right now. Um, I did this when I first started my business. I did five of them, ABC company. And I would ask that voice within me, how much do I want to be paid? What service do I want to provide? I did five of them. I put them in my desk drawer and I literally forgot about them until many years later when I went to move from Portland, Oregon here to Denver, Colorado. And every single one of those organizations I had worked with in, in that way or something better. So this is a time if your business is in a, in a renewal, a reboot, a, a blank slate of opportunity, as I call it, yeah. maybe, maybe go back to that why of why you started your business and start writing out those orders to yourself and to the universe of where you want to align the work that you're doing. Yeah, the universe will respond. Now, it, it, it is, I'm going to follow this thread a little bit. You've got a new book that's come out um, that is around essentially sales, but it's coming at it from a very interesting perspective. Yeah, first of all, just the title of the book, and then let's talk a little bit about how it applies to what we've just been talking about here. Well, Blaine, it's so fun. We, um, I, I brought on a business partner and a, and a co-author for, for this book. It's called Sell More. Stress Less, 52 Tips to Become a Mindful Sales Professional. And this is the work of my 10 plus years in mindfulness, coupled with my co-author, Eric Szymanski. And he is a 20 plus year veteran of the hospitality industry and worked for companies you might've heard of like Marriott, Starwood, and Disney. And what we came to recognize was he had reached the highest levels of sales success in these major companies, but he was burnt out. And I was doing my mindfulness work and I just wasn't finding the levels of success that I was hoping for. So I was coaching him on mindfulness and he was coaching me on sales and we recognized there was a magic sauce in that that more people could learn from. So we wrote, designed, edited and made this a number one new release in Amazon in 36 days. And then um, went ahead and, and uh, put it in for some awards. But what, what I think is really key for, for business owners and sales professionals really everyone at this time is the sense of mindfulness is be here now. 
accept where it is, and then take that simple next step. So what you find in this book is the business case for mindfulness. All of the data and the science and research is proving that mindfulness improves your customer experience, your employee experience. It reduces your healthcare costs and means real profit on the bottom line, and then find simple ways. So each week of the year, we provide a story of a sales success, a thought-provoking question that you can ask yourself, and then an affirmation to, again, set, reset your mindset every single week of how the world is for your sales success and not against you. Yeah, yeah. and re I, I kind of had a hidden agenda in asking you about the book because 52 tips, 52-week tips, uh, my last book, the one that's just been out enough, is The Leadership Mindset Weekly, 52 weekly practices that leaders use to change their mindset about how to lead. And coupled with you know, something like yours, uh, 52 Tips for Sales Success, there's an interesting dynamic that has a practical application. And it is all based on mindset. Uh, and my mindset can either enable me or constrain me. <laughs> I mean, and I've got control over what that mindset is. Most people don't have a clue what their mindset is. You know, they, they really don't, in my experience. It's, yeah, it, it's paradigms. You know, 95% of all behavior is, is unconscious. Uh, I mean, it just kind of runs. So we try to change you know, uh, our results by activating the 5% that we think we have control over, which is our conscious thinking mind. And we've got 95% that's running... Yeah, its own agenda, being able to shift. And, and mindset gets developed through repetition. That's how my mindset was developed over my life, just repetition, un, you know, con confirmation bias. I start thinking and, and looking for things that reinforce what I think I already know. And the next thing I know, I've got a reified you know, belief system and a view of the world, and that's my mindset. And it either, like I said, informs and, and enables me or it constrains me and debilitates me. So you, know, you want to shake it up. And I think what we're doing right now with COVID, you know, as an example, the pandemic, but also the civil unrest that we're experiencing right now uh, is shaking things up. You know, there, you know, mindset does get shifted through repetition, but it also gets shifted through trauma where I'm, where I'm forced to take a re, where I'm forced to relook at what I thought was true. And that, uh, I, I don't recommend that path, but when it happens, you wanna take advantage of it. I mean, I think, I forget who it was, but yeah, yeah, don't let a, don't let a catastrophe go uh, uh, <laughs> unused. Uh, well, you've got a lot of work here. here here's, a, here's a thought. Again, if in this time of rebooting, we, we know our businesses, in a lot of levels, we're, we're headset data numbers, mm -hmm. data numbers, data numbers. And, and there, there's a certain place for that. Is this a time for us to reset, not only from our mindset, our businesses, but our soul set, our, our heart set? And that I think is the mindfulness practice that I would invite leaders at all levels of the organization now to start asking those soul set questions, those heart set. We know compassion, we know empathy, we know trust all of these what used to be called soft skills are emerging as the hard skills that we need to drive ourselves out of this pandemic the way that we connect and sell authentically the products and services that do re-emerge are going to be based on the authentic needs of, of our human nature right now and i am very proud of the work that i've um, done with the heart math institute this is an organization that is scientifically proven that our hearts actually respond quicker than our brains 
So again, if we're going to look at the blue sky of opportunity right now, that blank slate, I would start asking in your business, okay, I know what, what numerical head metrics I need to measure. Now let's bring in those soul metrics, those mindfulness metrics, integrate those and watch our businesses come back faster and stronger than we thought possible. Yeah. Bring that coherence into play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll talk, uh, probably offline, but maybe when I have you back again, we can talk about heart math. Uh, I've known Howard and Deborah for, you know, for years. Uh, I've been out to their campus and, you know, they do some amazing work. And for those of you listening, um, you want to pay attention to this. In, 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 uh, to Holly's uh, uh, point here, soft skills, what have traditionally been called soft, uh, really are the foundations on which your success is going to be built. Yeah, and that's not new news. It ultimately is the foundation of what your success has been built on. And if you haven't been paying mindful attention to them, you've been missing an incredible opportunity to excel and grow. So um, as we start to bring this to a close, um, how can people find out more about what you're up to, uh, find out more about you? And, uh, and I also want to kind of end on a, on a real quick exploration of the uh, Mindfulness and Leadership Council with the C-Suite Networks. Yeah, I'm very easy to find on, on LinkedIn, uh, Holly Duckworth. It's, it's about a super common name. Uh, my company is Leadership Solutions International, uh, com. We've got all of the mindful sales training offerings with, with the book and the virtual and face-to-face -face keynotes that my Holly Duckworth page is there. Everyday Mindfulness Show, my podcast over has over 150 episodes of course all of the books are there as well leadership solutions intl and yes i'd love to to talk a little bit about the mindful leadership council if people are interested in exploring that you can find those links on that site as well we are looking to gather a great community of folks that are um, under that that umbrella of mindfulness so it may be folks in, in the, the heart math area it may be you know psychologists i've been working with some researchers um, at Harvard Business School, um, CEOs and executives of a variety of companies, both large and small. We've got app developers, but let's um, take that sense of competition and turn it into a place of collaboration to revolutionize the C-suite network and the decisions that are being made as this time of pandemic turns to a time of tremendous possibility. Wonderful. My guest today is Holly Duckworth, and you've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Um, I want to invite you all to uh, go to my site, BlaineBartlett.com, and check out uh, the work we're doing with a Leadership Mindset Mastermind. I'd love to have you be a part of this mastermind group. Uh, I think you're going to find that it is uh, both uh, uh, uplifting as well as challenging, and it will over the course of the, and it's a 52-week-long mastermind. It's based on the book, The Leadership Mindset Weekly, that I've just published. Um, practices that will shift your mindset, allow you to be more generative and successful as a leader in your business. BlaineBartlett.com forward slash mindset mastermind. Holly, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, I loved having you here. Great conversation. Thanks, Blaine.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.